Welcome everybody to Entertainment Talk. Uh, my name is Robert. Normally you hear me with Matt on either the gaming podcast or when we talk about TV stuff. But Matt's, you know, working himself to death. He's got like 9,000 podcasts that he's recording. So I thought I'd take it upon myself, create a little something. And then my idea was, is since everybody's at home now and everybody's streaming, I wanted to interview these streamers, talk about their background coming up in this uh, wild new industry for live streams and just see where everybody's at and what's going on. So I'm very lucky. My first interview is a lady out of L.A., easily the biggest laugh in the state, very boisterous, great community, was always fun hanging out in her chat. So everybody welcome Kira, a.k.a. Little Percent. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> well, that's your sub-alert, so you can myself. Uh, you already got me giggling. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm just so good. I'm so good, honestly. This is this is my first podcast ever, so I think I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm also very excited. That's okay. I'm pretty easy to talk to. Uh, yeah, so you are. <laughs> for everybody in our audience over at Entertainment Talk that's uh, not familiar with the stream, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself and how you got into streaming. Yeah, I I mean, you said it, my name is Kira. Uh, I go by Little Percent on Twitch. Um, the name and the streaming and Twitch in general all comes from being a sorority woman in college, actually. Uh, my big sister in my sorority started me on the streaming stuff, and I learned what it was, and she has a channel, and she introduced me to it, and... Years later, when I had time and energy and a lot of time, <laughs> uh, I came back to it and I said, wow, that was something that was suggested to me and I really enjoy video games and there's a lot that I have to catch up on and I would like to give that a go if possible. So I do blind playthroughs. Um, I know basically nothing about what I am about to play or playing and it's completely spoiler free and it's been a really good time. Cool. Now you live in LA, correct? I do, yes. Were you born there or did you move there? No, I moved here. I went to school here for college, uh, moved away briefly to travel a little bit, and then came back. I'm from Northern California originally. But yeah, I'm an actress as well. So I'm based in L.A. doing the acting thing and, and entertainment in general. Cool. Is it in front of the camera or voice acting? It's mostly in front of the camera. Um, I learned voice acting in college. I did a lot of documentary there. I'm hoping to get back into that, and then now that I play video games a lot, I really want to do voice acting for video games, too. <laughs> that's a that's a newfound passion of mine, but the voice is, is an incredible uh, skill and talent that people really have to work a lot of years training, um, and I'm just starting on that path now, so I think it will be a minute before that happens, but acting of all kinds, film, theater, television, web series, whatever fun projects my friends want to do, any of it. Cool. So any, any uh, parts that we might have seen on the TV, something we can pull up on your IMDb page? IMDb, there's one credit. Uh, I believe it's March of the Band Nerds, which is a passion project uh, that I got in while I was still in college. Um, there's a few web series coming out in the next few months, supposedly. They're still in editing, so I don't really know release dates for them. But they will be on likely Vimeo, probably YouTube, one or both. I don't really know. <laughs> 
not a lot of info on any of those, but there there's things floating around the internet for sure, or there will be. That's uh, kind of the perk slash thing of being old, because I am somewhat an older person, is a lot of the stuff that I did in college, thankfully, isn't on YouTube anywhere, so at least <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, not that it's bad stuff. I like it, but maybe maybe in a few years I'll look back and cringe. We'll see. Well, I don't have to worry about something dumb that I did when I was 20, ending up, ending up on my, remember this, eight years ago on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> It's all on there for me, for sure. Now, was acting something that you always wanted to do, or you just kind of found into it when you were getting closer to college? I wanted to do it because my brother wanted to do it for a very long time. Um, I remember the first play I ever saw was called Little Red Riding Hood and the other three hoods or something like that. And it had like green hood, yellow hood, blue hood. And I was in kindergarten or first grade, and it was the, like, eighth graders that did this show, and I thought it was so cool. And then my brother, like, two years later started acting, and I was like, wow, that's exactly what I want to do. And now my brother's a cinematographer. Um, He works on some TV shows and and does, uh, like, independent film work. Um, But I've stuck with the acting stuff. So it's really, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to storytelling I'm really involved in, and acting is just the skill that works best with that passion um but yeah I've been acting since I was I don't know like 10 I think every single year at least one show college I studied it in psychology and eventually said nah I want to do the acting thing and move to LA and like work hard and and do some some storytelling so yeah I mean you never know where you're gonna get your start. I'm old enough to remember when Bradley Cuckoo was the nerdy friend zone sidekick to Jennifer Garner. yeah yeah exactly. and you watch some of that stuff that people have from you know their younger years and or you can you can track i mean actors do this a lot. they track people's careers to see like who they were working with when they were younger, like what managers did they have, what like people and cogs in the machine that is the film industry got them to where they needed to be. Um, so you can certainly look back and see some cringe stuff or some good stuff if you, if you want to see it that way too, but you just never know, you know, you just never know. Yep. So let's get into gaming. Obviously you've been playing it a while. Um, what is the one game, if you had to pick one game that said, this is going to keep me in this hobby for as long as I can? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Animal Crossing on GameCube is my absolute favorite game of all time. Um, I don't have a Switch, so I don't have the new one, so I can't compare. But I, I mean, we had house rules based around that game. Like, you had 15-minute timers set on the microwave timer, and you had to get off when your 15 minutes went up. And I could play that game. I mean, I still have it to this day, and I still play it to this day. Um, I didn't know what video games really were before that either. We got the GameCube was kind of the first console that we really had and I knew what it was. And Animal Crossing was the first game that we got. Um, it's definitely my, my drug of choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, Tom Nook definitely is a loan shark. There's no doubt about that. He really is. Yeah. There's nothing like paying off a debt to make you (laughs) really feel like you've accomplished something in a video game. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. 
And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it. There's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. So you said your shorty sister got you into streaming and eventually got your little percent username because she was a speedrunner. And so that was based on that percent. What was the first game that you actually put on stream on live? My first streaming day, I don't know that I'll ever forget it, to be honest. I tried to play Bioshock. Um, I'm not great at scary games, and a lot of people, I think, would say that Bioshock is not scary, but those big daddies terrified me, and also it's got this, like, kind of creepier underground, you know, vibe to it. Um, I played that for a few hours, and then it crashed on me, as Bioshock apparently does, and I never went back to it. <laughs> I then I started New Vegas right after that because I was like, there's no way I'm playing this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, I imagine a lot of people that game was a big nope for them. It, the big daddies are scary. They come, they came out of nowhere and you're just like, what is this giant thing about to attack me? So I said nope to it. I might go back to it one day though. We don't know yet. All right. Now, uh, talking about your channel, I imagine, like everybody, the first few times you do it, you're just talking to yourself. You're talking to air. Um, did you start with a webcam, or did you start strictly with the game? Yeah, I I started with a webcam. It was not 
as high quality as the one that I currently have. It was just a Logitech that was, I think, lying around my house somewhere. One of my roommates had it, and I was like, can I use this camera? Um, I lucked out in the sense that Brittany, who's my big, who has a Twitch stream, sent all of her followers over to me. So when I first started, I had people kind of in and out sometimes that I already knew on the internet that would chat with me. But there were a lot, a lot of hours. I would say that it was just me chatting with myself and maybe somebody showed up and maybe they lurked and maybe they didn't. And you just kind of got to, you just kind of got to roll with it, honestly. Hey, I, I have said on many of occasions, sometimes talking to yourself is the only way to have an intelligent conversation. Oh, honestly. It's also apparently a mark of genius, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, definitely having friends bringing people over. Now, was it like, like 5 or 10 right off the bat, or were we getting like the, you know, oh. the 20s or 30s? Or No, no, no. It was... Easily, the first day, I think I had two. I think there were two people from Britney Stream that came over, maybe three at some point. And then the days after that, it was it was hovering between the zero and the, the three number. Four on, like, a really good day. Um, and three is that, like, affiliate number. You have to hit that average for three. So I think I hovered below that average for, I'm, I'm going to say, three or four weeks. Okay, and how long did it take you to get to affiliate? I think three or four weeks. Yeah, I think a month or so. Um, I'm going to say a month because I'm pretty sure I remember thinking, wow, that took me a month. <laughs> but I couldn't tell you for sure, honestly. Maybe a month and a half, maybe three weeks, somewhere in that time. It sure felt long. You know, you sit in front of the camera for a while and talk to yourself, and it always is going to feel like a long time. Do you think you might make partner at some point? Oh, I hope so. I Here's the thing is I love my community now so much that there is no way in heck that I would ever leave them. I also so believe and love my community that I want it to be a partnered community. You know, like it's not really for me, the partner at this point. It's really just so that we can have a good time because there's lots of laughs to be had. There's also so many games that I want to play. So I just think that it's a matter of time at this point. Um, but we'll see, you know, you never know. Now, let's say you did happen to get on a TV show, not like, you know, star main character, but like recurring role, you might be have to go on for a month or two. How do you think you might work that out? I think about that a lot, actually. I wonder... If it's if it's based in L.A., I'm not worried about it. I think that I can make stream schedule happen around it or do a little finagling here and there in the scheduling and the um, filming. If it's something where I have to travel for a month, like, I don't know, I guess I got to figure out how to go mobile on Twitch. <laughs> Maybe do some, do some live streams from set. I don't know. That piece is definitely something that I wonder about and know that I will have to figure out when the day comes. Um, but I also hope that my community would tell me what they wanted, you know, like if they want Pokemon go in the middle of the Caribbean, cause that's where we're shooting. Like, sure. Great. I'll do it. If you want live stream from my trailer while I wait for my next, my next on cue moment. Also great. <laughs> Either way. I don't know. Well, let's, let's move over a little bit into voiceover work. Cause obviously with video games, there's a ton of voiceover work. Is there like one or two 
um, casting directors or agents that kind of specialize in that, or is that just kind of you more you get your name in acting and then you kind of transition over into that? No, I would say, and this is speaking as somebody who, again, is not terribly involved in the voiceover work. Um, I have a few friends that do it, so I'm speaking kind of from their knowledge that they passed on to me, but it's a completely different field. And actually something that people I don't think realize, um, but I have been told a lot, is that it's very difficult to break into voiceover, even a little bit more so than it is like being a recurring character or like that one guy and that one thing and being a working actor. Um, it's a small group of people that all know each other really, really well because they've worked together so often over the years um, to the point where it sounds like, at least from from what I have been told again, um, that you you just know everyone who's auditioning for your roles and people send each other the roles that they think their other voiceover actor friends would be good for. Um, it's, it's just a, a smaller community of really passionate artists who have a very specific in need talent, not necessarily field that I'm involved in, but I mean, I know a few people, so there's always that, you know, but it's so definitely, it's very it's insular then. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's very hard to break into, but once you're in, you're in. Um, it sounds, it sounds a lot like a family to me, honestly, as somebody from the outside, <laughs> less like a business, more like a family of people just trying to make stuff, you know, I'll spare you my terrible Marlon Brando impression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't spare, don't spare. Nah, trust me, nobody needs to hear that. So if you could, like from, obviously with the games that we know about that are going to get released within the next six or so months, all that voiceover work is done. But if you could pick one video game that's upcoming that you could jump into, what would it be? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, the release of the trailer of Assassin's Creed Valhalla got me really excited about that one. I also am Norwegian uh, by descendancy, and so I would probably have to say that because being a Viking woman just sounds like a really good time. <laughs> At this point, any of them. You know, I know there's lots of mods out there, too, that are in the works, like Skyblivian. Ooh, I would be down. Oh, uh, you never know. Maybe something like that will happen. We'll see. We will see. It's always out there in the universe, for sure. Hey, you got to put it out there to get some kind of response. Exactly. All right, well, I don't want to take up a whole lot more of your time, so something I, I used to do a lot back back in the early days when I was doing interviews and podcasting is I always ended on a section that I called random questions. Now, there's no right answers. There's no wrong answers. We're just getting a little bit more of, like, stuff you might not know unless you've been hanging out with that person for a while. So there you can answer them as short or as long as you want. It's all up to you, so just uh, let me know when you're ready. Amazing. I'm I'm ready. Alrighty, go-to combination of toppings on your pizza. Ooh, pizza's my favorite food. I don't know that I have a go-to because I really love that pizza can be the most variable food for me. Um, I think if I'm at a restaurant and I'm panicking, I probably want a barbecue chicken type thing with some onions. Song that you're embarrassed to admit you actually know the lyrics to? Uh, basically anything by Taylor Swift. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Mostly I'm feeling 22, but uh, all of her stuff. <laughs> Your favorite girls' night out story? 
My favorite girls' night out story? Ooh. One that you can tell without a disclaimer or statute of limitations, obviously. Oof. I think, man, I have to think about that one. I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite, but one of my best friends, Jordan, who has actually been on my Twitch stream, and as well as Brittany's, because she's a good friend of both of ours, um, every time that we go out together, we tend to get into large feminist conversations with the people around us. <laughs> so I couldn't put a finger on one particular night for you, but we've definitely gotten some arguments with people and, and changed a few people's minds too, you know? So that's always been, that's always been the highlight of my evening is being with her and, and just arguing people to death about feminism. <laughs> well, let's stay in that little bar uh, range. Weirdest pickup line you either had used on you or heard one of your friends used on. Ooh, can I actually switch that question and answer it with what I want to answer it with? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, the new question is, what is your favorite pickup line? Are you ready? Go for it. Do you have a grape? No. How about a date? <laughs> a, a, I'm, I'm not making this up. A buddy of mine, actually, he was one of those guys that fell into the category of, I'm so dumb, I must be cute. He would often, at a restaurant, order one waitress, no dressing, and you would be shocked at how well that worked. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not That's actually, that is smooth. I actually really like that, and also cringe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was major cringe, but he was dumb and cute enough to get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, which city would you love to live in if you had to move out of L.A.? Oh, that's an interesting question. I traveled around a lot in my in my younger years I say as a 20 something year old um I man I just really want to live everywhere so that's a really hard question for me to answer um I for a long time if I was like the acting thing won't work out or you like get tired of it or whatever you can just go move to places and live there for a year and then write about your experiences as becoming a local um, still sometimes that floats into my head when I want to get out of the city, but I, I would have to say everywhere because <laughs> LA is my heart and my home and it would either be that or traveling. Cool. Well, since we are stuck at home quite a bit, uh, you favorite, uh, delivery place in LA. Mmm. There's this pizza place called Pizzana. Uh, they're in West Hollywood. I think they're also somewhere for anyone that knows LA in like Brentwood or Santa Monica or something. They have some of the best pizza that I have ever had in my entire life. It's like really artisan and like sometimes weirdly fancy. Like they've got like a burrata one going on. Um, but they deliver food that is I'm literally speechless at how good some of these pizzas are. Like one of them is like pure cheese and more cheese with cream cheese on top, basically. Oh, so good. Yum. Song that you always crush at at karaoke night. Ooh, I usually do something by Queen. Although the last time I was out, I did I'm a Believer by Smash Mouth. And that went over really well. <laughs> That was a good time. Cool. Wildest roommate story. Wildest roommate story. 
I have quite a few of those. I don't know that any of them are safe for podcast talk. Fair enough. I quit having roommates back in 2005 for the exact same reason. As one should. <laughs> I will talk off air, but I got a feeling that mine might top yours. But uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you uh, so much for joining me today. Uh, uh, where are you all over the interwebs? Ah, I am on Twitch as little underscore percent, all of that spelled out. I'm on YouTube. If you search Kira, K-I-E-R-A, uh, I have an Undertale playthrough. I'm working on my Life is Strange Before the Storm playthrough. And then my Twitter and my Instagram are both K-I-E-R-A underscore L-P. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, make sure you check her out on Twitch, if nothing else. The laugh is amazing and the community is great. Thank you very much for joining me today. No, thank you. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you soon, okay? All right. I'll see you on Twitch. Bye. Bye-bye.